You got to listen to the Let's Talk with Dexter Benning show, where we talk about the issues of the day, from politics to stupid laws and stupid lawmakers. Please join us every Monday morning at 10 a.m. for the real Let's Talk with Dexter Benning. Good evening, good evening. It is the Couch Potato Sports Report. No better here with T-Bird and the other guy, OG. Gentlemen, good evening, good evening. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you sound a lot more hype this week than you did last. It's been a long week. It um, sure has, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Long week. Um, let's, let's jump into it. We are in the heat, literally, of the NBA playoffs, and Jimmy Butler is going off. What do you think of his play? What do you think of the series? Are you surprised at the last four teams that are left standing right now? Not really. Uh, I I mean, this is what they've been saying all year. Heat, Boston. I think Dallas was a little bit of of a surprise. A little. And uh, Golden State. So, but talking about Jimmy, now I'm going to be honest with you. I've always thought of Jimmy as a decent player. Who did he play for before? Indiana or something? Minnesota, remember. the Sixers, and was it another one? OG. Oh gosh, he's been, he's he's, a, he's he's not memorable. That's I think that's that's, that's the, what I mean. I mean, they called him this super superstar, but I didn't see it. But I I gotta say, I've seen it in these playoffs now. I think he had twenty nine last night in a losing effort. So, um, I, I you know, but what I like is. The Celtics, they got Al Harford back. They got um, uh, Marcus uh, Smart Smart back. And they made the adjustments, and they won the game from the jump last night. Yeah, they they won by 25. And, yeah, Jimmy Butler had a good good game, but clearly it wasn't enough. Um, because because maybe the the Celtics had their guys back and uh, and they were just able to maybe they had the, uh, the kind of the the mental game they had the mental edge because they got their two guys back so maybe that was enough and either way they they got their defensive guru back that's what I mean they they sure brought enough. they brought the hammer with defense and that just tells you in the NBA game you have got to have defense you know you. Your defense predicates your offense, wouldn't you say? Yes. I mean, I, I don't like the offense first in the NBA because it's such a wide-open game. Mm-hmm. You got to play defense, and I think that's the key, Mo. I think Boston was surprised in that first game. I don't think that they expected Miami to be as polished as they appear to be, and they, mm-hmm. and, but they showed their poise throughout the playoffs. I'm just wondering, though, because it can Jimmy Butler – and yes, he's got a sustain. few pieces with him. Yeah, can he sustain? Can he carry this team to the finals? Yeah, it's a heavy lift to to ask one guy to do that at this stage in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That that's where you really need two or, or really even three three guys that can score twenty to really have that balance. If Jimmy has an off night, the Heat aren't aren't going to do a whole lot. I, and, you know, and I think the sleeper in this whole deal is Tyler, Tyler Hero. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he sneaks 15 and 18. And he I know against us, he was lighting us up. 
at different times, especially at, at important times in the game. So uh, I'm, I'm with you, OG. I, if you do shut Jimmy down, your chances of winning go way up. Yes. And, and Jimmy, I've just never thought of him as a pure score. No. He does a lot of the little bitty things. He's always been a, a Robin, not a Batman. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And so so I think you got to give that uh, credit to Eric Spolstra. I mean, when him and Jimmy had that little rift. It did something. It did it? something to Jimmy, you know. Yeah. Because he, I think he found out that, number one, I can't uh, bull Eric Spolstra. Cause he came right at him. He said, "You you want to fight me?" And he was coming at him, you know. And then ever since then, you know, this Jimmy's game has went to another level. Another level. Yeah. Another level. And you like to see that. Yeah, um, you do. But you don't like to see the the Phoenix Suns in their season in such a anticlimactic way. There was no reason, no reason for them to lose to Dallas. Are you surprised? Who do you blame? Do they need to? Do they need? To, is it time to rebuild? Or I mean, have we reached the, the max capacity for what these this team can do with the pieces that they have? I I don't think we're at that point. They they lost at home by twenty three points. I, I mean, that's I'm sorry, I'm sorry, thirty three points. That's that's embarrassing, especially for a team that that had such a good run last year and then added talent mm -hmm. on top of that. Mm -hmm. I I hate to see team kind of just have no excitement, no luster, especially for the fans right. after having such a good season. So I, I don't think you're at the point of rebuild, but you definitely got to do some soul searching. I think they got, I think it's evident that they got some internal problems. Mm. Uh, I think you might see them move uh, DeAndre Aiden. I think him and uh, Monty just not agreeing on how to, because Monty didn't play him in uh, what late, Early third quarter, he didn't play no more the rest of the game. And from what I understand, they had some words on the and so I think you might see one or two of those guys moved out to you know to keep everything flowing away. And and then um my boy coming back, um CP3. CP3 is it is I think I think he need to just go on and call it a career. I, I really do. He had his best chance was this year. It was, it was the window of opportunity it was here. It's gone. I, I think, and I hate that because Chris Paul has been a great player, great ambassador for the sport. Right. He seemed like a, a overall nice guy, but at the end of the day, it's a business and it's, yeah. you want to win. And I, I don't think that Phoenix, and again, it's, it's a changing of the guard, so to speak. I, it, it's obvious he's been the leader of this team, but Devin Booker is the star, and I think that you have to continue to build around him and accommodate him and get a little younger and a little faster. Yeah, you're going to have to because, you know, CP3, he'll slow that game down mm -hmm. for you. In a minute. And uh, so, I, and then Devin Booker, you can tell, even when you're a great player, if you take pieces away, mm -hmm. it nullifies him. Right. You know, and that's what happened to him as well. So, you know, I, I – I like CP3, but I think it's time. As good as the Mavs played in that game, what's happened to them in the current series against the Warriors? They lost pretty bad, and Andrew Wiggins seemed to hold uh, hold Luca in check. Very, I mean, very surprising. It's it's like a, it's it's night and day difference between the the game seven Dallas and and then the game one Dallas. I can tell you what they're doing. They made an adjustment, and the adjustment is. They started picking Luca up 
when the ball is inbounded. They started pressuring him then. Mm -hmm. They started pressuring him all the way across the court. They not let him walk the ball down and set the offense and 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 right. let everybody do their thing. So there's your adjustment to Luca, and you saw what happened. Mm -hmm. They got blowed out, right? Right. Yeah. So now Luca and them gonna have to make an adjustment off that. Is he gonna be able to find out? Because if you'll notice, when Luca's around that three point line, he'll he'll uh, push you back, push you back in the in the lane. Then he'll take his step back, right in. Both sides of the foul line. So if you pressure him, make him give up the ball, make somebody else beat you. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think that one of the strengths that he has is his ability to be a playmaker. And he's a big dude. He's a big dude. And he's fearless. And as much as it stings that the whole um, in interesting debate between him and Trey as far as um, whether or not we let one get away, whether or not we're satisfied with what we got, I think that you'll see that he again if you're one-dimensional if you have one player versus versus an entire team mm -hmm. you're going to see over time that that player is going to is, is going to be worn down so i can't see dallas really sustaining any kind of major threat to golden state throughout the series what you think i don't i don't think so i'm, I'm with you on that mo because you know again luca is such a big guy he can do a lot of things but if he kicks, he what he had thirty something, forty five. Okay, that's the majority of your points. Yeah. And then if his outlets ain't hitting, you know, you, you probably gonna win that game. Right. Yeah. I I think I I could see this the the Warriors handling Dallas pretty easily. I, I don't want to say sweet, but I I think Maz may get one. If they get lucky, maybe a second one. But I, I think the Warriors win this series pretty easy just because they have they have that diversity they can spread the ball around and multiple guys score what i do want to say this according to what you said about uh trey and luca trey took us there first mm -hmm. okay luca's there now now the key is gonna be if luca and them get by then you got you're gonna get an edge to luca because he in the finals right. if trey would have got by so no i think the trade I, yeah i would have loved to have luca but i think they fit their teams. I think so. I think Trey fits us better and Luca fits them better. So I'm I'm happy with the trade. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, OG, I, I do think that Golden State, they should um win this series. I don't think that they'll sweep because of the type of mentality that that team has. Mm. They they, they take agree. they take games off. Yeah. So I think that Dallas will be able to steal one or two. I, I do agree with you on that. But again, I just want to see a good finals. Who do you, who do you think is going to make a good finals for us to enjoy as fans? I would love to see the it's it's like you know, top offense versus top defense. So if we saw the Warriors versus the Celtics, mm. I think that would be a great. Um, I, I think that'd be a lot of back and forth, and I, I I would I would enjoy to see that one. I mean, I can't go wrong with some of these matchups, but yeah, I think that'd yeah. be my my top choice. I would like to see – I probably would like to see the Celtics in it, although I'm not a Celtic fan. I just think it would give the fans a, a completely different look. Of, yeah. uh, if Golden State gets in, that would be okay. But I'm I'm caught in between a rock and a hard place because I really don't want to see Dallas in there. Mm -hmm. But, again, if you, if you had Dallas and Boston in there, it would be a completely different completely look different. from the last few years. Yeah. You know, I think people are tired of Golden State. I think they're tired of them, but and, and I and again, I'm 
I might be a little disillusioned in terms of Boston, but they appear to be a well-oiled machine. They mm -hmm. appear to play well as a team. The whole package just looks pretty good. So, yeah, I'm with you, OG. I'd like to see how their defense, how they as a team work to stop. And it should be easy stopping a one-dimensional Golden State. That's, that's, how, that's a – Yeah, three-point shooters. You know, yeah. now Golden State will drive the basketball, unlike us. Right. You know, if their threes are not working, Steph will try to come in there. Uh, Clay Thompson uh, every now and then. But, you know, I, I'm just – Marcus Smart is that dude. Yeah. And we need him badly in Atlanta. We need a Marcus Smart. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm on the D. Golden State know. will sell some tickets now. They really will. I don't right. care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Calpitas Force Report. We'll be back after this. Stay with us. All right, folks, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. It's Mo Better, T-Bird, the other guy here live at Mission Road Studios. We're live every Friday night. Join us. Join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to share with you. We're on Podbean. You can like our Facebook page. You can reach us on Spotify and any streaming platforms. So, guys, let's uh, let's dive into some, some Braves. Deep breath, T-Bird. Uh, I mean, we're, we're going to mention a couple of names here that might – Make your blood pressure lot rise a little bit, but just just breathe through it. Okay. Well, before we do that, we we also want to tell everybody to uh, if you're listening live on Podbean, call in on the app or uh, type in on the app and let us know what's on your mind. Uh, we might have a good answer for you. We might. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt okay. Matt so, Olson, okay, uh, as, as you are are very well aware. Uh, replace Freddie Freeman at first base. Um, we're seeing a couple of things though here early in the season. I want to know if you think there are cause for concern because he's struggling right now. It looks like a lot of a lot of it's in his head now, and it, it, it seems to be a head mm. game that we need to work through to get him being productive. Is it the high expectations? Is it the pressure of being the man? What do you think is going on with Matt? Well, I am concerned. I'm gonna I'm gonna go that far to say that. I mean. You know, we're, what, 40 games into the season, a third of the season, and uh, we're, we're just not playing well as a team. And by Matt Olson being, I got to say it, the replacement for Freddie, you know, our expect, expectations are very high. Started out with a boom, 
been in a law for what two three weeks now yeah, yeah. and uh although i think he'll get around the curve is we don't want to fall back too deep we're seven and a half games out right now we're seven and a half games out but last 10 games 500 so not not horrible so there's some look we're, we're switching places here it seems like bird is a pessimist this week and i'm trying to be a little optimistic what, i was just gonna say <laughs> last week we had this this whole debate about oh we're second place and and you know playoff bound here we are same same record same spread and we're, well, we're fourth. in fourth place right so i'm 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 concerned about our overall psyche now you understand i think i didn't say that i was worried i just said i was concerned because it's a long season it, right it's a long season <laughs> <laughs> it's a long season and and i'm concerned because we're just not really hitting the ball with people on base um we we've had some moments but but we're not having enough good moments all the time. And when you get, you know, we got to get Acuna back in the mix on an everyday basis. And that's worrying me because he's got to get his at-bats to, to become the Ron Lacuna Superman that we know he is. Mm -hmm. So I'm a, I'm a little concerned. And, and Olsen's just got to relax and let the game come to him. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? Because he's pressing, you can tell. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of that going. I, I think everybody... On, well, it, it looks like a lot of a lot of the the Braves are they they may have concerns, and so they're all trying a little bit too hard and and overdoing it and you know, trying to make something happen when really just slow down, take a breath, and let the game. I, I think you're onto something there. And we we debated last week about stats and and right. you're, you're a feeling guy, but because it's a long season, Here I like go. I like to look at stats <laughs> and we're struggling i i just we are i gotta agree with you Drew. like just looking at batting averages and and strikeouts and it's it's too high for a playoff caliber team at this point in the season so no doubt about it i we're we're definitely struggling and and there's not really any one person that is doing well it's just, everybody's kind of doing okay at best and then one or two players are doing even worse right um, and, and we're striking out at a phenomenal rate we you know we've really got to even though nobody cares about it in today's game you got to cut them strikeouts out you know i think dansby struck out 54 times yes yeah. that's, that's not good but he, he's he's even but, leading your boy duvall by a few <laughs> but at least dansby's but dansby's stroking the ball but he strikes out probably every third time at least right you know, what i find well are you concerned at this point we're starting mm. to head into summer and you would like to see teams hit their stride and, and create some kind of narrative at this point in terms of who that what their identity is. But it seems to breathe that the Braves have just really struggled and sputtered in terms of finding a rhythm, hitting a groove, hitting a stride, and kind of building any kind of momentum moving forward. I, I agree. Well, I just think we got a stuck catalytic converter. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? WD 40, that they need. I mean, the car is moving. You know, when you got a bad catalytic converter, you lose power. Mm -hmm. And we've lost power. We're just going down the road. And and we got to replace our catalytic converter. I hope one of those crackheads. Yeah, WD-40 does the trick, I'm telling you. Well, we, we, we're just, you know, like, again, let's look at Ozzy, okay? When you're playing bad, I almost hate to see Ozzy come up because he's swinging everything. Okay, you got a rally going. First pitch, I don't care if it's 10 feet high, Ozzy's swinging, 
and he might roll it over to first base. Be a little bit more selective and get something to drive, you know? So um, who else? Uh, Oz, um, uh, Riley hit a three-run, uh, two-run home the other night. I'd rather have singles and doubles all night long than waiting on a big three-run home. Because then they end up losing that in the 11th? Yes, they did. Is that not what I preach about your boy Duvall, about singles and doubles win you games? Oh, my goodness. But, so yeah. Are y'all agreeing? Uh, but, yeah. But he's coming I, around. He's coming around. But Adams, he's coming around, excuse me, a little. You know, I, again, I still, and I got to believe and I got to think that the warmer it gets, I'm hoping the warmer we're going to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it was 90 degrees yesterday, so I hope tonight that we see the bats awaken. Because what it's doing is hurting your pitchers. Yes. Your pitchers got a pitch in a box. We really hadn't pitched that bad. Mm-hmm. Our closer is going to – he's going to blow a save. Kenley Jansen blows it. That's going to happen. But, you know, when every pitcher got to come in and cannot make a mistake – that's your bats, you know. If if you hitting the ball well, that pitcher's rejuvenated too. I'm I'm gonna bring my best, you know. Yeah, if if you're scoring ten runs a game, your pitchers can go fast and loose and and just be more relaxed. There you exactly. go. Exactly. There but, you go. But when you're maybe scoring two, three, four, five runs on a good night, it puts a lot of pressure on the pitching. And the pitching has not been the challenge. It's it's maybe even the mental game or right. and or the the batting. So, but isn't it a vicious cycle? So the batters are in their heads about hitting, and and, yes. and then the pitchers are, oh my goodness, they're not hitting, so there's pressure on us to try to win this by pitching a good game. So I agree. I mean, how do we even stop this? Where's it go? Because I'm sure they're getting that. I'm sure they're all getting a message from general manager. So it's it's where do you go from here in terms of do they have a spa day and just kind of woosah it out? Well, sometimes, you know, you can get away. But you, you think about Snicker. Snicker probably losing his mind because he's trying to do everything he can. All he can do is watch. Put him in the best place to be successful and let things happen. And that's got to be frustrating. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it together, man, because we got a show, man. We're the world champions. I'm going to go back to we are the world champions until somebody beat us. But I'm going to go back to or Salar. If we had him in our lineup, it oh, changes no. the whole trajectory of the lineup. It does. Say what you want now. And he heating up in Miami, and we play them next week. Well, the, the, the thing about it is we ha- we have All what tonight. we have. And it's really what I find – what should be insulting to to the Braves as a team is right now no one outside of Atlanta has any expectations of them repeating or even, even challenging That's right, um, for their title. So uh, you would think that there would be some type of just – just in terms of just mano and mano, man up and just really just kind of dig in your gut and make a decision on how do you want this team to be? What what do you want this team to do from here? And what role do you play in making this team better? I like that, Mo. And I tell you, the first thing they need to do is let Ronald Cunha play every day. He's ready. Is he? Yeah, he's ready. You don't think that his you know little tweak that he had last week was the indication that maybe he's doing a little bit too much too fast? It would be different if we were three or four games over 500, but we're not. We need, if you don't let him play in the field, at least let him back. So, but but here's the here's the debate that we talked about a few weeks ago: is this is a 
this is the leader on field leader of your team. If, if you push him too much too early and hurts himself and you're, then you're out. It, it's same thing we talked about with the pitcher on the Dodgers with the perfect game. Like it's a big investment and that early in the season, if it's a 50, 50 it, chance, it's, it's a, it's a tough one. I'm glad I don't have to make that call. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. So let him play. <laughs> I, I think you have a vested interest in with him being your favorite player. I think you just, and he does, he, he puts seats in the, in the in, he puts fans in the seats. So he's exciting baseball for, for a game that's usually relatively slow. So it's nice to have that spark out there. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of holes right now in this team that need to be plugged. You're or right. the ship is going to sink. I stop whatever I'm doing when Ronald Cunha is batting. When I go to the bathroom, I take my phone with me and watch it. <laughs> that's a little TMI there, T-Bird. I'm just telling you, that, that is, he is such, he reminds me of a young Hank Aaron. Mm -hmm. uh, his whole, Hank Aaron's was so smooth. And they, they didn't even think he was hustling. He was so smooth. But he caught the ball. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, why is he not hustling? Did he catch the ball? He caught the ball. Acuna is so dynamic. I just, he's the heartbeat of our team. He is. He is. And there is, he's a once in a generation type player. And we are definitely lucky to have him. But it's going to take more than Acuna playing like a, a madman to get this team back to the World Series. Yeah, we definitely got to get the middle of the lineup hitting. And uh, so hopefully we can turn around, Drew. We, we need something. We do. We need a spark. Somebody, anybody, be anybody. that spark. We need somebody to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit of a controversy with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Stay with us here on the Couch Test Sports Report. Here live on the Couch Potatoes Sports Report here at Mission Road Studios. It's Mo Better, T Bird, Yo. and the other guy, OG. OG. We want to thank you for listening. Shout out to Rama Poo Poo. Rama Poo Poo. Rama Poo. Send us a message so we can, we can pronounce your name correctly. 
but thank you for listening. Yes, sir. Um, we're welcoming any feedback or commentary because we're we're about to get in it, guys. It, it's it's been the story of the week. Nick Saban made some comments. Um, he directed them mainly at Jimbo Fisher, and they were not kind. They kind of implied um, some underhanded, shady dealing. Um, he tried to walk it back, but Jimbo's not hearing it. So, what you think, OG? I think I think Saban Saban ha, was talking about something, but just took Jimbo and, and used him as an example, whether he meant to or not. But remember, Jimbo is is Saban's He's Jimbo's son. former former mentor. He's a son, and and but Jimbo was not having any of it. He he aired all the dirty laundry and just told him where the bodies were buried, and and. <laughs> I mean, there was no uh, no holds none, barred there. None. He would. I heard he wouldn't take a call from Nick Saban to apologize. He literally can't wait for SEC media days. We might have him square off in the parking lot, maybe. And and the other person that was involved was Deion Sanders, who's mm-hmm. who's at Jackson State. And and Deion, un, from what I took of it, Deion understood what what Saban was the, the big picture what Saban was was the, the big message and didn't just focus on kind of his name being called so to say so I I respect that Dion took the the big step um but it's always nice to see a little drama you know in the well, SEC I, I know I, I want to say that Nick Saban mentioned something about um, him paying one million dollars for the for that that um top prospect um, and Dion kind of tweeted out some something about that. But yeah, I definitely think that when it comes to being the the head coach, there is an expectation of 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 you carrying yourself in a way that, of course, obviously um, represents the program. These missteps, it's not really the first time Saban has done this. Do you think it's just, you know, in his old age, he's he's feeling the pressure or maybe possibly, the dynasty is losing its luster and other teams are catching up and surpassing him in terms of recruiting and, and opportunities to win championships. Yes. <laughs> yes. He feel threatened. So he talking all that yak and he said it to the wrong guy. He said it to Jimbo because you said Jimbo was one of his coaches mm-hmm. and Jimbo know the ins and the outs. That's what Jimbo was telling the public is don't believe what you see and don't believe what you hear from old Alabama. I mean, they go back all the way to LSU. That's right. Right. So, uh, and it seems to me there's a lot of animosity build up from Jimbo and other coaches towards Nick. And wasn't Jimbo the first Alabama mentee to beat Saban? I, th- I think I think he I think he was. Um, uh, and when it only he was in recently when he was at Florida State. No, no. Uh, no, I think. Oh, I think, Texas A and M. Okay, I think it was yeah. last last season. I think there's uh, okay. only been it happened once or maybe twice uh, now, but both. I think it was twice. Yeah. The uh, both were this in the last two seasons. So he had this impeccable like 27 and 0 record against all his right, uh, right. assistants, and, and then, then that Kirby time, finally beat him. Right, and, yeah. and then Kirby. So, so he's lost twice now to to his his former assistants. Yeah, no, notice Kirby ain't said a word. No, Kirby, he he probably ain't gonna say nothing right now. He didn't address it to Kirby, right? So he addressed it to Texas A and M, and you you don't do that because they all cheat. And I respect Jimbo for standing up to his guys. I do too. However, this if they're all doing it. The system is broken. Let's fix, and I think that's what Saban's message was. I think maybe he didn't. He 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 said he said uh, Jimbo's baby was ugly. 
and Jimbo didn't have any of it. <laughs> Jimbo came right. I mean, Jimbo was hot. He was hot. And see, Saban, Nick Saban is upset, number one, because Georgia Monkey stumped him in the national championship mm-hmm. game. Number two, everybody is getting a lot of players that he normally get because mm-hmm. of the NIL. Mm-hmm. Am I correct with that? Yeah. See, he tried to throw that at Dion because Dion got the number one uh, player in the country mm-hmm. to come to a HBCU. HBCU. And Nick don't like that. Say it again real fast. HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> Nick don't like that, see? And because how, it's almost like he said, how dare how you dare take, you, you know, uh, uh, the number one player in the country when he ought to be at a uh, division one mm-hmm. like us. Okay. And see Nick getting pissed because he's 70 years old and he know that his door is closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of these great players ain't going to continue to go to Alabama. Yeah. Now he might get some in the transfer portal, but it's going to be after then I went over there and helped Dion win all of that. Right. It's, it's so it's, isn't there kind of an arrogance then that Nick Saban expects the best players to come to Alabama. And if they don't come to Alabama, then there's something hinky about it. Yeah. Or like, what's wrong with you, man? This is Alabama. We don't want six national championships. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, Dion's story and all these other coaches are saying, you know, of course they often, and let's, let's don't get it twisted. They all giving them something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They all giving them something whether they bought their mama a car or, or got their mama a job at Lockheed or whatever, mm-hmm. they all getting something. So they all of them need to just shut up because I think it's across the board. It's always, it always has been. I, I think this whole, this whole pay, pay to play, I, I, it changes the game and, and it changes recruiting and it changes mm-hmm. all, all kinds of things. And in my mind, I love watching college football because the players are playing for the love of the game. They in the NFL, it's not necessarily as much about that. It's it's you know it's it's about the money, but college it's for the love of the game, and and this changes that. And I, I'm you know what changes it? I'm gonna tell you, the NIL has changed the hungriness. Yes. You understand? Because now this kid coming out of high school, he know I can go sign it. Who going to give me the best NIL deal? Okay. That's where they going. That's what they doing. They getting paid already and half them kids not going to even make it to the NFL. Right. Right. So that that's that's what changes it right there. Uh-oh. We, we've, we've awakened the beast. What you got, Dex? Okay. I'm just going to say this. Nobody goes to any of these schools because they get a fancy education from some Alabama right. or some LSU or anything like that. They're looking for a chance to get in the league. So you guys saying that they play for the love of the game. They play for the love of not starving. That's mm. what it really comes down to. These guys come from some, you know, some unfortunate situations. They want to put themselves in a very fortunate situation. If they got to step through Alabama's doors to do it, so be it. You know, in the NBA, they used to be able to, you know, get drafted straight out of high school. They still can. You know? I mean, no, not. I mean, they could, but then they have to go one year someplace else. You know, right. which is fine. It's whatever. But they never could really do that with football because they wanted to control the, the narrative. They wanted to keep feeding into their system in order to feed into the system people really want to be into. Well, Maurice, what's his name? Tried to do it right out of high school. 
Tommy Maddox. Not Tommy. No, was Mark the running back that Maurice went to do Claret? Yeah. He tried to do it out of high school. You can't go from high school to NFL. They'll kill you. Your body ain't even ready yet. <laughs> right. That's why he didn't make it. He went to Ohio State for what? One or two years? Gained 1,200 pounds and then we ain't heard from him. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you you can't. And what you're saying, Dexter, going to the NFL, you can't do that. You can do it in basketball and you can do it in baseball, but you can't do it in football. And there's a, yes, there's a reason, you know, Dexter, they say D's get degrees. And, you know, I get that. But overall if you look at it i mean sure you want to you want to make sure you're going to set yourself up for success but i think this whole nil thing it changes it did. the dynamic and and i think there will be the the difference between the powerhouse schools and everyone else will be even more drastic than than it is well i'm going to tell you what everybody's plan is and i got to go with dexter they them kids they ain't thinking about school they thinking about I'm going to pick the best school that's going to give me and my family the most money, and I'm going to play until I can get to the NFL. That's what they think. I'm going to go to school as long as – I'm going to try to do my work as best I can. To make sure I pass. Make sure I pass. I don't care if I make a – let's see, in college. You can't make a D in college. You got to make a C. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to make my C. Stay eligible. And stay eligible and get my money. That's all most of them, not all of them. That's all most of my thinking about. Because let me ask you this. When, um, um, what's his name? Who played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that was on the NFL Network that got fired? Uh, Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp said that they lived in a house with a dirt floor in Florida. And uh, Bobby Bowden, let's see, who did he play? I mean, uh, the coach from Miami at the time, where we his coach found him. Who? Davis. or whoever his coach was they came to his house in a dirt floor and it, he said I'm going to make this money so I won't have to live on no dirt floor no more you understand they they, they find these kids they good because they a lot of these kids come from the gutter they right. ain't got nothing I agree so I'm going to get through school I'm going to do what I got to do if I got to have six tutors or I'm going to pay them to do it or whatever. And then they go into the league to make that money. So, Dexter, I'm with you on that because that's that's what most of them do. Now, that's a lot of them that don't, but the majority of them do. I, I And I agree. We are we are both talking about two two points on the same side of the argument. I, we, are, we are on what? the same page here. <laughs> you guys are talking about one point I agree with. I'm talking about a different point. I think you guys agree with we're not arguing about you know no i don't think i i think i think we're both right and we're both on the same we're both talking about the same thing here we, okay turn the curve baby what you got the nil's just i i just i'm you don't like it i don't like it i ain't disagree. mad at you i'm gonna disagree with you i'm gonna disagree with you because every year let's say you know just in basketball there's 64 new people that are getting a job in the nba that's what it is Everybody else, they still bust their tail and all this other stuff. They still make a ton of money for their schools. They deserve to get something for themselves. So it, it also evens the field for, you know, a, a smaller school, you know, because if they if they start getting like a lot of press and things like that, yeah. there's a lot of followers on Instagram and all those other social medias. 
those guys are actually getting something out of it instead of just feeding into the NCAA quarters. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the kids need to make something too because those schools making millions of dollars. I, I agree, there especially be, when they win. There should be something, but how is how is that little Division three school or or even even a, a low end Division one school not in the Power Five? How are they going to compete when when the financial system are, ain't set up like day? that? That's the way they want it. But it, they won't have to compete. But if so, if if you're playing one position and making all this all this money and revenue and and all this, and I'm playing a different, just it's it. How is that? How is that right? Okay, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that with a question. <laughs> Name a D three school that has won a national championship. Uh, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater. Okay, I've never heard of Wisconsin Whitewater. Montana. I was gonna say Metro State of Colorado, but you know. Now they, Montana won it a few years back. But what I'm saying is it, it it evens out the playing field. All of a sudden, you don't have Alabamas anymore. That's Suddenly true. Now. Jackson State might show up. That's it, why Nick it, crying. It, it makes everything democratic. That's it's, why Nick crying. So if if the Power Five conferences can generate the most revenue so far, their players are going to benefit the most. So of those Power Five conferences, you've got a couple. You know, you've got your Alabamas, your LSUs, your, you know, your Ohio States. They're going to be the cream of the crop. I think it just, it makes the talent gap even further than it is now. I, I just. I, and it's, I, it's okay. I mean, we could go on and on because I'm sure they're having conversations like this all the way across the country. Yeah. Right. You I, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I think it evens everything out. I think all of a sudden, you know, somebody that was good, but maybe they weren't good enough for Alabama. I mean, ultimately, when it comes out to this, you got to ask yourself, if there was no football, if there was no basketball, would you even hear of any of this? From sports? a fan perspective. I'm just saying, like, just, I'm, I'm saying from a labor perspective, would you even know anything about these schools if it wasn't for these players? I think so. Not I, a ton. I, I, I wouldn't be, you, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know a ton. I, I, I wouldn't know a ton about it. But, let but me, you got sports is our culture. Sports so, is our culture. So, but, so you talking but, about something that's never going to happen. But I'm looking at this from a labor perspective. They have commodified sports, something that we love, which is fine. It's whatever. But now, all of a sudden, the labor that's making all those, all that money for the school, that labor that's making, you know, all that money for the NCAA, for AT&T and whoever else is sponsoring, they're now finally getting a little piece of the pie. From a little as as a too. fan, if if Spencer Radler, the quarterback for <sighs> Oklahoma, yeah. um, had this, he. For a while, we've given away his autograph. Here, you want my autograph? Here, hopefully I make it pro someday. Now, he charges several hundred dollars yeah. for an autograph. That's because books cost several hundred dollars. And the guy's on a full ride. You know he's... Even come on, on now. My, both my brother and my sister both got full rides. They still had to pay for school. I mean, this is how it works. He So he was on that, that uh, Netflix series, uh, QB1, I think. Uh, his family's got money. He's not, it's, not about, money. it's not about the money with him. But from a fan, he if ain't I, got no money. If if I'm a fan, and now all of a sudden I have to pay several hundred dollars for for an autograph, like it, it ruins the the experience and the and the and it ruins. It. But but Drew, I get that. But you might as well face it. Don't nobody care about that no more. Well, here but here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm no, just no, no. saying. I, I get it. Here's why I like it. I remember a few years ago. This is back when the Hawks played the um um and Deion Sanders was. Dang, in the you were born now. Anyway. <laughs> Deion Sanders was at the game. Uh -huh. And so we were kind of like, go somebody, go ask him for his autograph. Uh -huh. He had like a bodyguard standing next to him or whatever. 
So somebody did go, and when they came back, they had their head down, looking sad, and I'm like, "He's charging." I think it was like seven dollars. It was, it was, so, it was, it was. It seemed like a lot to a kid, but we were just so. How can he charge? That's just. The, but here's the thing. To me, it is these athletes taking back, taking control of their image and likeness yes. because it is used in such a way that is, right. that is that is weaponized against us that they're not benefiting. Yes, you do. You, if you want something from me because of, of who I am, then you need to you need to pay. There's there's a price for that. And, and I, I am all for that. But what what Wait I am not, Drew, you it, ain't for that because you, you just went against it. Yeah. I, oh, so I, what? What I'm saying, if if I'm if I'm a quarterback, I'm gonna get paid X amount. But if I'm a linebacker or or an O lineman that doesn't have all the glory and the fame, it's it's a very different it's a very different experience. That's just the system. That special uh, 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 linebacker, the special O lineman. NIL stands for what? What does NIL stand for? Name, image, likeness. Right? Name, image, likeness. So if my name, image, and likeness is is being used to make money for your for this school and that company, again, if if that O lineman, if his name, image, and likeness is making money for that school, then okay. But it is unfortunate that that's the way that usually most teams are made. You don't really know they're faceless guys. But again, name, image, likeness. Body is making money for the school. And, 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 and let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How much would you pay for an autograph if you saw it in, in like a collectibles place? Oh, I, I don't know. I, We're talking about a billion dollar industry. So don't pretend like you wouldn't pay the $200 for like I would, autograph or something. The most like I'd probably pay is 50 bucks. Okay, yeah. That's I, how much you would pay. But I market, ain't going to pay no $200 market, for nobody's autograph. But the market might dictate more. Now that the person, who, the source of that autograph, the person who put their body on the line since they were four years old, somebody who probably skipped out on, on, right. You know, we're, we're playing, right. You know, dribbling the basketball out in the rain. All of a sudden you can't give them $200 for their autograph, but you can give some no name knuckle dragon slack jawed moron who, who's far from in shape with uh, type one diabetes. <laughs> you can't, you give him $200 for an autograph on eBay that he had nothing to do right. with with the with the realization and the value of that autograph. I, that I, is my question. I want I want payers uh, I want college players to not have to you know scrape by and and do all the shady stuff. I want them to get rewarded and they do make the schools a lot of money. I I don't right. have a problem with okay. it. I what I wish is there was some way to make it a little more balanced across the team or and or the league if i go to one school or the other i i know it's it's imperfect it's just what i i would like to have happen but i know it's so have, every, I got have every person on the team get like a fifteen thousand dollars stipend something i know yeah, certain, certain positions are going to be more than others and, and some practice player done made that star great you understand they need to get some too but i want to say this uh touch and I'll, i'm gonna use football football is one of the most roughest sports in the world Okay, those guys need to make as much money as they can. You know why? How many football players at the end of their career die early? Because they've abused their body, just getting punished and punished. That's why they have to go sit in them ice tubs. Junior Seau yeah, comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get CTE. They banging their head. Yeah, it's their choice. It's their choice. But for the sacrifice that they made, especially the great players, 
they need to make as much money as they can. That's all they know is football. What's the average career length for a, a running? I, I'm gonna I, four I'm years. Three or four exactly, years. Dude. Yeah. You gotta make you gotta make your bank. You have to train your entire life for four years for right. the chance of making it in four years. Otherwise, you gotta be like Warren Sapp and go back to Dirk Floor. Right. Come and on. then if you and then if you not uh, a great running back, you remember when running backs used to be the first players chosen? They oh, not yeah. no more. Right. They not no more. They picking them in the third, fourth, and fifth round. A dime a dozen now. It's a yeah. dime a dozen. And the way the offense is predicated, it's a passing lead. So them boys got to make as much money as they can. I ain't mad at them. I, I, I'm, I'm really not. I ain't mad at it. I just, I wish there was a better way. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, guys. And I wish Beyonce was sitting on my lap, but she ain't. <laughs> We're going to take a break, come back and talk T-Bird's favorite, Tiger Woods. Y'all stay with us here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. It is a live, 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 live Friday night here in the studio at Mission Road. Um, Tiger Woods is in the PGA Championship, and I, he's a little engine that could. Look, <laughs> Tiger, again, as much money as Tiger won, has won, many, as many uh, – Trophies as he's won. He's Tiger. He's Tiger. They're, again, I'm going to say it again, Drew, because Tiger's in the PGA, the ratings go up. They're going up, but he, he oh, went okay in the first round. Okay. He bogeyed on the last round. But you so. got to remember, the man is coming back from almost an amputated leg. What y'all want from the dude? <laughs> That's not And the he's still yet. playing well and shoot better than anybody. That can try to, unless, besides those pros, it ain't nobody off the street and go out there and beat him. They better not. He's a pro. That's what I'm talking about. But he almost had his leg amputated. Okay, There's burned. nothing wrong with him, like, going what? out on a high note. He doesn't have to come back and play. It, he loved the sport, man. What you talking about? You, what you want him to quit for? He just 46. Be a commentator. 
Be a, no, gotta, nobody want to be no commentator. He ain't before he sits. I got to scroll all the way down to the dang bottom of the list. You always want name. people to Isn't quit, he like, OG. He's like 53 or something, right? Tiger? Tiger is. No, where he is in the in the tournament. Okay. His, his, yeah, where his, where his finish is after, after the second round. He did not have the best day. And I, I can't blame it. He has had a heck of a career. All due respect, he has done a lot for the game of golf to bring it to a lot of new viewers that never would have watched it before. I have very, I am very respectful of, of his career, not saying anything negative. I think you got all on your high horse about him playing at the Masters and is he a contender? No, he's not a contender. He needs time to heal. Okay, he does not all need those to other back. guys, all those other guys that's playing and they ain't contending, they need to quit too. They're, they need to quit too now. Come on, money. Now you want Tiger to quit, but you don't want I, them to quit. I, I didn't say he's got to quit. I just he's if he wants to, he doesn't want he doesn't need to rush back. Just, he ain't rushing back. He said he's fine. He was limping today. Okay, he's gonna limp. He's okay. working his stuff. But then he's working his stuff right. in the shade. I, I got it. He almost had a leg amputated. That's but, right. But then he can't. You can't use that excuse. All this. Oh, he got his leg. Well, then take the time to get better. What you got and then against Tiger? Back. Why you want Tiger to quit so bad? I, I don't have a problem with Tiger. I have a problem with you saying, oh, he's a contender, but he's got his leg amputated. But but then then take your time to heal and do it right and then come back when you're ready to play. Don't rush. Okay, so you only want maybe the top 10 players in the league to play in these tournaments. That's not what I'm saying at yes, all. Yes, you do. Yes, you I, do. I, I no, no, wait a minute. Anything. Yes, you do. Because them other 100 players that ain't contending is in there too. They need to quit too if you want Tiger. Tiger is the one that's getting all them paid. You think they want Tiger to quit? No. I they want Tiger there so they can make more money. The networks can make more money. Everybody making money off Tiger and Tiger making money too. We want Tiger. You say Tiger ain't competing, okay? But who do they talk about? Who the, Tiger in 53rd place? But when the lead in on the story coming, who they talking about, Mo? <laughs> You're right. Okay, who they talking about, OG? I am just, I'm not mad at Tiger. I am more upset at you getting all on the Tiger hype train saying, oh, he's the best ever and he's coming back. He is the best ever. And and he's going to be a contender. Are you saying he ain't the best ever? He has not won the most championships ever. He's the best. He's still in this era. Who the best golfer? He he is. Okay. I I will give that to you. I will give that. I will give that to you. Did you hear that, Mo? I heard it. Okay. I am not upset at anything to do with Tiger. I am more you, you T-Bird, at saying, oh, he's he's going to be a contender, but then falling back on the excuse when he sucks or doesn't play well, as, oh, he's got his leg amputated. I'm saying if if he comes back, he needs to be healed and 100% so that you, T-Bird, cannot use that excuse okay. anymore. Well, let me tell you, when Tiger win another one, don't cheer. You understand me? When he win another one, don't if, cheer, OG. If. I don't want to hear you cheer. If. When he win, don't cheer. Don't say, oh, Tiger, yeah, he was strong that day. He was this and he was that. <laughs> oh, his leg is healed. I, and then you going to say, instead of saying, uh, what was the quote you said? He don't pass. You're going to say, he back. That's what you're going to say. I think the thing that is important to remember, T-Bird, in, in, in giving a nod to what you're saying Tiger Woods, even with his half of a leg, is still relevant. And as long as he's relevant, why shouldn't he play? Why shouldn't he at least show his impact on the game? 
and I'm okay with that. I you want I, him to retire. What I'm not okay with is T Bird and the way he just he he's talking about Tigers to bed and he's contender and then falling back. You can't have you it play both him ways. in a game of golf. You can't have he it can both beat ways. you on one leg. You play him in a game, and I want he, you to talk that yet. He only has one leg, so he'll be anybody on one leg. Come on, Mo. I said he is. I'm not sure if he's going to win again, but I, I would. He will I, win again. I want him to beat Nicholas's record. I do. Tiger, I want him to. Okay, Tiger. Well, he got two more to win, right? He's he's got 16, right? He's 18, right? Tiger is so passionate. I think it's beyond the money. Tiger done made money that's going to last for three lifetimes. He wants to get in his mind the passion and know that I walked away from this game, walking away. But this, you is, this is not, not, this is not Rocky Seven. I mean, they're, they're literally, <laughs> here's the thing, because he's starting to get into lounge singer territory. You know, most lounge singers, usually they were big stars at one time. She called them a lounge singer. <laughs> you know, they made the rounds world tour, world tour and they got a little older. And let's, you know, let's they playing in Las Vegas. Right. So they're, you know, in the shady lounge singing old hits, you know, reliving the good old days. I'm, I'm afraid that's where Tiger's heading. Because, again, I I don't I appreciate and respect that he's still relevant. I just think it's unrealistic to think that he's still competitive. Yeah. OK. Preach, girl, preach. But look, y'all know on a golf course this uh, last week, you could have been in 15th place. You could have been in number 151. This week, you could be number five. So I think that's what Tiger's banking on, piecing his game back together so that he'll be real. And then I'm going to tell you, Mo, the same thing. <laughs> when he win again, don't cheer. If, okay? If he wins again. When he win again, Drew, don't cheer. I'm telling you, don't call his name because I'm going to be calling his name, and I'm going to bring both of y'all to the stand. Well, Remy's just smelling salt because I'll be here fainted because I don't believe that'll ever happen. He's going to win again. <laughs> just don't chill when he win again. Okay. okay. So it, it's speaking of, you know, relevant and having your name kind of precede you into a room. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's been a, he's a hall, future Hall of Famer. And he's certainly shown that he is a competitor and still is in ways. But you just wonder, sometimes like with Tiger, I think we can all point back to his off off the field um, exploits in terms of where we saw the train go off the track off the off the rails. So Aaron Rodgers, he's, is he an asshole on and off the field? <laughs> I I think there's some of that too. I, I think definitely he he's he's got that. I don't know. I'm better than you vibe, but he's also got a little of that crazy Kyrie, uh, you know, <laughs> to him. Um, and I got to thank Miss OG for pointing this one out, but his brother was on The Bachelor several years ago and, and had a long engagement. Uh, and Aaron was not at the wedding. And uh, you can go back to when he, he was dating uh, Olivia Munn. He started to have some family drama and, and kind of, you know, they separated. They didn't really communicate a whole lot. And uh, Aaron's been very, very by himself, very alone. Very alone. In the family, you know, family segment, and you know, brother, big moment in his life, and Aaron wasn't there to uh, to be, you know, part take part in the family enjoyment of it. Well, for one thing, he sent the Green Bay Packers through all kind of changes. Uh, I again, I, I team don't he, give a flip about you, so I think he turned it on them. He, he is. A, he's a great player. 
Don't get me wrong. Great player. But he made them do what he wanted them to do. Starting early. Yes. Because yeah, it's his fault, Brett Favre, the whole – Right, right. Brett, that I ended. think he goes back to all of that, and it plays back in his mind how Brett said that he wasn't going to tutor him. You remember Brett said that? And then he had to wait five years. And number one, he was pissed off in the draft because he waited so long to be drafted. You remember when he was – he was pissed. Yeah. And I think he got a vendetta against everybody. And uh, they – they and, and then the, the Green Bay's coach, uh, what's his name, Matt? Uh, he used to be our assistant. Anyway. Young, young guy, yeah. They, Le, 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 Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. They can't lose Aaron Rodgers because Matt LaFleur knows that's his paycheck. That's why he do whatever Aaron Rodgers say. But you ever noticed like, that? But it looks like Aaron Rodgers has a history and a pattern of alienating people. He does, and he don't care. He he, he gets on the Pat McAfee show talking all kind of yet. Oh. What was he? He wasn't vaccinated. He was immunized. He was immunized, which is a play on word. Yeah, he, he, he that was a very, I don't know. <laughs> and the league went for it. The league fell for it because he he very coyly slipped that in there. And, and he didn't say the word vaccinated, but he said some other word that's very similar. Immunized. Now, well, it, now explain that, Drew. What's, what's the difference between vaccinated and immunized? So when you're vaccinated, and this is non-scientific, so don't don't quote me here on some science journal. But Doctor OG, but when you're when you're vaccinated, you are. It is specifically a vaccine against whether it's the flu or or you know polio or or oh. what have you. And immunized is a little. That's more of a vague word. Like yeah, I've been immunized. A lot of people use that. Oh yeah, I've been immunized instead of the word vaccine, which is why Aaron used that specific word to kind of slip it by. But when you're immunized, you're immunized, uh, your immune system is immunized against, it's not as sure of a, uh, like a vaccine. You've been vaccinated. So they shot something in him to fight it off. He, yeah, he right. boosted, he he got immunized. So his, uh, Aaron Rodgers' immune system was increased, yeah, what yeah. was increased, but it, it was more broad. It's increased against everything, but yeah. not specifically <laughs> COVID. The virus, yeah. Yeah, that was it. basically immunization is a blanket statement. So you can develop natural immunities of things, or you can take a supplement, or you can actually get a vaccine that makes you immunized right. from something. But And he played the whole season. He was he was diagnosed with a PhDH. Did you guys know about that? PhDH, no. Nah. Player hating dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> We walk right into that one. We walk head first into that one. Well, OG, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And you're you're a man who um, is extremely knowledgeable. Um, but I I understand it's it's that time um, for you to offer up. Oh, Lord, what uh, you got? All right. I anybody out there listening live, please weigh in. Type a message. Call us through through Podbean. And, and work with me here, but T-Bird, there's no way to to be gentle about this one. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shoot straight. Bring it on, big boy. Your favorite sport, Mer- you know, America's pastime. It's 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 not hard. It, it is not a hard sport to master. It what? It it has some technical. It is a very technical sport, but it's not hard. If you look at 
the physical toll it takes on your body, it, it's minimal compared to any of the other major sports. Okay, I give you that. Chit. It, the average retirement age across all different positions in the NFL, the average age is 27. In the NBA is 28. In the NHL, 28. And baseball, almost 30. That's, that's two years difference than the other, other three major sports. It has more 40-year-old players than any other sport. And it's, it's because you can play it. It's easy to play when you're, when you're, when you're 40, almost as, as when you're 20, because the only difference is you can field the, almost the same in, in any age. It's the hitting that, that's the, the more technical part and the more difficult part. But if you look at Derek Jeter, for example, never been a huge offensive guy, and he played more or less at the same level for most of his career. Props to him. But baseball is easy. You must be out of your mind. I want you. Okay, and this is the te- this is the what segment? Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. He said baseball was easy, Mo. Well, Nolan Ryan did play when he was 105, so. Okay, but he could throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, fastball when he was 50. Okay, you go up there and hit a Nolan Ryan fastball. Tell me how easy that is. You go up there and get knocked on your butt. See, are you quick enough to get on the ground from a from a John Smokes fastball? Are you quick enough? Now you talking about the wear and tear that it has on your body. Okay? Well then you gotta be smart. If I'm good in multiple sports, I'm probably gonna pick baseball for the most money. They got guaranteed contracts. And for the for the life uh so I can play long in the sport. Yes. But you got to have hand-eye coordination. You got to be in shape. You got to run the bases. You got to run the field. You, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong, Drew. You're wrong because you can't hit. you saying it's an easy sport. What's easy about hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball that's got movement? What's easy about that? I let me let's clear. I did say there's a very technical piece, which is taking a round bat and hitting a round ball and hitting that squarely to, to have a have a hit. That that is the only difficult component compared to the other sports. It is running. You're going to run the 90 feet to first base. Oh, like who can't do that? You got to be in shape to run them 90 feet. Come on. I ain't going to go out there and run them. Come on now. How many in shape baseball players? How many out of shape baseball players do you see compared to out of shape? It's, it's NBA, one or two. It's N- one NBA, or two. NFL, or NBA or, running constantly. So, right. They, uh, yeah, yeah. But so, you saying the game is easy? It's not easy to play baseball. It is easy to be a defensive, a defensive baseball player. You you can, you, you gonna you, you gonna field. Uh, the ball coming off the bat 115 look, miles now. You gonna stand in front of that ball and field? Look at Julio Frank. He played till he was 48. Because he was a professional baseball player. Been playing baseball since he was five. Yeah, so he's been doing it for a long time. That's great, but that's all the more reason why he can he can continue to play because he was, a, you know, DH. You telling me you can't be skilled in baseball? You uh, tell no, me no, anybody no, 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 can no, no. go out there and no, play baseball. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What you saying? I'm saying it is the easiest of the major sports to play. You do not have to be that highly skilled. Think about the coordination <laughs> and 
and think about the the strategy that goes I'm a, into. I'm going to give you some examples of why you got to be skilled in baseball. Because when you go, when the ball is hit as an outfielder, you got to run at a, at a certain angle to catch that ball. Yeah. You got to be ready to catch and throw if you got to run at third. So that's a way that you got to catch that ball to throw all in one momentum, okay? When you run bases, when you steal bases, you got to not get picked off by a great pitcher, steal a base on time while the pitcher is pitching. But the difference, okay. though, the difference is what's the he, difference? Your coach is telling you to steal the base. No, he's not. Your, Ronald Acuna, how, how you get it? Your coach ain't telling. I'm telling Ronald Acuna, you run anytime you get ready. I'm not telling him uh, to to steal when, when the, he's not to steal. The, all the other players on the they. That's why there's coaches about swing, strike. You know, swing here. Let it. Let Most it of that's decoys. See, you got to know okay. baseball. But see, the difference—the difference that I'm saying, yes, there are, there is some. I'm not saying there's not any. But if you have, if you in football, if you're playing against a three-four defense, it's very different than a four-three or nickel or dime. There's more strategy, and it's like chess. More, more chess moves. No, in no, football. I'm gonna stop you right there. Oh, come on. L listen, when a pitcher is pitching, you don't think there's strategy being used. I'm not. When he's pitching to a batter, when he's pitching to a lineup, there's a strategy. When I knock you off the plate, and I'm setting you up for a slider outside. You understand? When you play defense. When the infield, they got certain defensive formations that they get in according to the hitter. Now that they got analytics, okay, you gonna tell me that's not strategy? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm. You're telling me that football is that baseball is more strategic than football and all. In the a lot of in a lot of ways, in yeah. a lot of ways, it is. It's a lot. That manager sitting over there. I used to think when I was a kid, I say, why he ain't no rah rah manager? He, you know why? Because he thinking. He thinking about the batter second and three, the second batter, third batter, fourth batter down the line. If he got a, a rally going on, he's thinking about what pitch I'm gonna use right here. Uh, am I gonna match a lefty with a lefty, a righty with a right? It's a lot of strategy That's in baseball. Him. You got to do your homework, Drew. In when you're on the field, there's there's not a you know, a, a defensive captain or an offensive. Yes, it is. The catcher. To the, to the extent of football or, or to. Yes, it is. In baseball, there's, there's nine players on defense and they, they, the outfield may go stand over here. Or they may stand over here. There is some of that. I'm not going to say there's not, you can do the, uh, where you, where you put your shortstop and, and over by, over by first to. Okay. I, I get that. There is some, Shit. I'm not saying that, but I'm, there is more strategy in football, no, it's basketball, not. especially you, soccer I'm, and I'm, hockey. I'm telling you why you're wrong, Drew. I'm telling you why you're wrong. You ever seen a catcher go out there and throw signals to his infield? You yeah. ever seen that? No, you ain't never seen it because you don't think it's no strategy. That's a strategy. He telling them, all right, he may bunt right here, so this got to come down and that guy got to go over there. All in that signal, that strategy. You ain't telling me when the pitcher goes – when the manager goes out and talks, or the pitching coach goes out and talks to the pitcher, what is he doing? Here's another strategy. I'm going to talk to him for a few minutes while I'm getting that guy warmed up, okay? You're going to tell you another one? When the uh, when you're going to use a pinch hitter, and this guy's batting 300, okay? And then once they announce that batter, then the manager makes the change and brings the guy in that he fixed in the face that bats 150 against him. You going to tell me it ain't no strategy? 
Mo, did I say there's no strategy of baseball? No. I'm saying that there is more complexity and and on the field strategy. He did say it wasn't no strategy. He said it was the easiest of the sports to Okay, okay. Well you know what I meant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how a conversation goes off the rails. All I'm saying is there is there are several other sports that are more strategic than your America's pastime. And there's there's a reason why it's not as uh, loved in America anymore. Baseball is still loved, Drew. Is that a rap, gentlemen? For Somebody today? get him out of here. Get is him that, out of here. Is that no. a rap for today? No. We're not a rap. Kelsey. We're going to do a whole segment on somebody getting hit. All right. We'll do five, it. Five we'll talk about um, a little incident. Baseball safety. We'll be back. On the way out, baby. to the Let's Talk with Dexter Benning show where we talk about the issues of the day from politics to stupid laws and stupid lawmakers. Please join us every Monday morning at 10 a.m. for the real Let's Talk with Dexter Benning. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. We are back here on the Cal Potato Sports Report. Gentlemen, it's been a great evening. Great Taking conversation yeah. as always. Folks, you're always welcome to join us live 6 o'clock on Friday nights. Join us on Podbean. We'd love to hear your feedback. Love for you to share. Thank you for those who are listening with us tonight live. Uh, we're going to wrap up a little bit, gentlemen. Just kind of do a little quick run through. Um, bless her heart. Um, <laughs> a former Atlanta Braves reporter got hit not once but twice with a loose cannon baseball. Um, is it a, is it par for the course in terms of part of the job or does she need a little bit, be a little more careful? You know, it's, it's, I, I'm glad that she, since she's okay, we can, we can laugh and joke about it. And, and she will get an immense amount of, of presence of, you know, hard hats and, and all that. And, and it's a good laugh. It's, it's par for the course. It's part of the job. I mean, you, you see, announcers get hit you know basketballs in the head so it it, it happens um 
I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a solution to it, but it's just kind of odd that she's she's been the victim a couple times. Twice. A repeat offender. She got popped in two different cities. <laughs> now, what are the odds of that? Yeah. As struck, a reporter. I get struck by lightning twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I feel for, you know, I, I don't know if that knocked her a little. I don't know why they she left Atlanta because I, I think it was just a. Did she got like, hit in the head. I don't know. I mean, I know they didn't renew a contract, so she got a gnarly welt. She got a nice lick up there, and I feel for her because I hope she don't have no kind of concussion later. She's got to. I mean, because them balls be flying off them bats now. Yeah, I have an aunt that I went to a Rome Braves game, and (laughs) was she? You know, is not a huge baseball fan, but she was there for the fellowship and Mm. (laughs) and was talking, and there was a pop up fly ball and. They tried to warn her, and she didn't get the warning, and she spent the evening in the ER because she got a huge egg. Boom. Boom. Just boom. <laughs> just, I mean, and it's, again, it's it's certainly not funny that someone gets hurt, but it's just the whole comment. Yeah. It's like, literally, you're there to watch the ball be hit, and how do you lose track of the ball when it's hit so that it hits you in the head? Uh-oh, Dex got something. All right. I'm, I'm just going to counter your point. There's been a whole set up tv shows about people getting hit with a ball in 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 the balls or on their head okay we have ridiculousness we have america's funniest home videos yes it is funny it's absolutely hilarious all right i'm glad she's fine but cte studies are for real all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you know you could imagine a a a batter getting hit with a fastball you know in the face that's why a lot of what face guards so Certainly feel it's for a, it's but it's a dangerous sport. It's the most difficult, right? It, it, yes, sir. Oh, it's a dangerous sport. <laughs> it's a dangerous sport. I'm trying to tell you because I'm not going to go up there and stand and watch uh, one of them pitchers. They they throwing 100, 102, 103 miles an hour. Everybody doing that now. Yeah, that's great. I I think the the biggest injury is is heat exhaustion because it's it's hot and you're wearing pants. Like, <laughs> Take us home, Molly. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us tonight. That's the Couch Potato Sports Report here at Mission Road Studios. Join us again next week, same place, same time, six o'clock. Gentlemen, we're Peace. out. We're out.